Good morning, everybody. Audio comments are a little bit early this morning because I'm on the road. I've got a meeting uh, here in a little bit, but uh, it is about 6.30 Central Time, and we've got the corn market up 2 to 3 cents. We've got the soybean market also up 2 to 3 cents. Wheat futures very strong. SRW wheat futures up about 10. Kansas City futures up about 8. And uh, spring wheat futures up about 6.5. A lot of headlines over the weekend, a lot of China-related headlines. China will grant tariff exemptions on many U.S. agricultural goods in order to support purchases. There are a total of 696 products that are eligible. They include soybeans, wheat, corn, ethanol, pork, beef, a bunch of energies, and a whole lot of additional items. Now, when it comes to soybeans specifically, uh, one trader in China said, unless the state forcefully asks firms to apply for tariff exemptions and buy U.S. beans, crushers will still go for Brazilian beans based on the market. And we've discussed before how Brazilian beans are going to remain competitive for an extended period of time because they've got a big crop, because they've got a currency advantage, because of the freight advantage. But in any case, this is a positive headline. I don't think it should be totally surprising. Uh, you know, They were going to have to grant exemptions if, if any sort of significant purchases were to take place. But in any case, that's being uh, seen as being a little bit positive. Now, on that same note, uh, Bloomberg reported over the weekend that China is considering purchases of U.S. farm goods by late February or early March. And uh, these are purchases that would essentially show uh, the U.S. government that China is still interested in this trade deal. It kind of reads to me more like these are goodwill purchases rather than the beginning of a massive buying spree. Um, you know, the, the spread of the coronavirus is still a problem for China. I think African swine fever is still a problem. I think that the fact that some of our products like soybeans, for example, are just not competitive, I think that that's also a problem. So I think we'll see some purchases in the next few weeks. I just don't know if it's going to be a one and done deal or if it's going to be something that starts small and then starts to build. I mean, based on everything I know, at least about the soybean market, it, it, I don't see the story there. I do see the story potentially in some of the protein products, pork, poultry, uh, beef, uh, those sort of things. China has approved the import of U.S. poultry products. U.S. poultry has been banned in China since a bird flu outbreak in 2015, and that ban was lifted in November. Uh, live birds now available for export as part of the deal. China imported about $39 million worth of live poultry from the U.S. in 2013. Russian wheat prices have fallen for three consecutive weeks. Export prices out of Russia rose to their highest level since March of 2019, um, about a month ago, prior to the recent decline. You've had some strong competition and, and weaker-than-expected export demand, and uh, people are expecting things in Russia in, in regard to exports to pick up. Now, I'm not sure what's going on with this wheat rally this morning. I don't know if this is just some, some delivery jitters. I don't know if it has something to do with uh, this next story, which is <laughs> the spread of locusts in uh, Southwest Asia. Chinese commodity markets rallied over the weekend based on um, there was a U.N. threat uh, regarding a massive swarm of locusts that is migrating over Southwest Asia. So a lot of your ag futures on the Chinese uh, commodity exchange moved sharply higher over the weekend. Um, rice, cotton, sugar. Soybeans, corn, all sharply higher in China on locust fears. So that's something new and something that I never thought that I'd have to report. But uh, there it is. NOPA will release January crush data this morning. Um, the monthly report report will be out at 11 o'clock Central Time. We're looking for a good crush number again. 173.7 million is the uh, 
expectation ahead of the report. That number would be slightly behind uh, the 174.8 crushed in December, but above last year by a couple million. Crush pace has been good, and exports remain soft. That's been the story. And um, domestic processors or crush in the U.S., USDA accounts for, uh, says that they'll account for 52% of all demand for U.S. soybeans this year. Um, and, and that's pretty typical. Our, our demand base for U.S. beans is, is about 50-50 between crush and exports, essentially, with a few other things thrown in the middle. March grain options expire. Make sure to examine any remaining short positions. Uh, as of last Tuesday, funds were still short the corn market to the tune of, what, 60,000 contracts. So not a big short position, uh, just kind of a modest short position. Funds were short almost 90 or more than 90,000 contracts of soybeans as of last Tuesday. Now, the market's rallied since, so we've probably seen some short covering. Funds uh, with one of their biggest longs in the SRW wheat market in recent memory, um, they peeled it back a little bit last week, but funds have only been long more than 50,000 contracts of SRW wheat twice in the last five years, and, and we got pretty close to that mark uh, there a couple weeks ago. Corn market continues to consolidate. We're up a little bit here this morning, but again, the daily and even weekly trading ranges have been tightening as of late. Uh, news regarding these tariff exemptions is positive. Now, could China buy U.S. corn? Uh, it's, it's possible. Um, you know, you get into the right situation. Their stocks have been drawn down a little bit. We're competitive on the export market, I can tell you that. Um, the market isn't trading as if that's going to happen. Acreage discussions continue. Most analysts believe corn acreage will be in that 93 to 94 million acre range this spring. At this point, the markets are kind of telling us that we don't need corn or soybean acreage. Both the prices of both crops have really deteriorated. Soybean market has acted much better. Uh, the nearby March contract has rallied, what, almost 30 cents from its early February low. I'd still say that most of the news and most of the general sentiment is negative here. Uh, funds have added to their short position. We still haven't seen these big Chinese purchases. The Brazil issue remains a big problem. Um, our competition to the south has a monster crop currency advantage, massive freight advantage to China. Wheat futures, again, some of these contracts gapped open higher last night. Um, I'm not sure exactly why. There was a, a story about a light Australian crop, and that shouldn't be a surprise. They're in the midst of a multi-year drought there. Uh, maybe that China uh, locust news or maybe the, the, um, the tariff exemptions have something to do with it, but maybe we'll hear more about that later today. Cattle market had a really nice day on Friday. Feeder cattle and live cattle both finishing sharply higher. We'll see if we can build on that uh, here today. Outside markets, we've got the Dow Jones down 165 points ahead of the cash open. The S&P is down about 14. U.S. dollars up a little bit. Crude oil is down about 95 cents, 51.38 in the uh, WTI market. If you'd like some more information, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on Grain Marketing Plan, take a look at my subscription service. If you are seeking to improve your grain marketing this year, I think that's a good place to start. $49 a month, cancel at any time. You'll know exactly when and how I'm marketing corn, soybeans, and wheat throughout the year. Everyone have a great day. I'll talk to you same time tomorrow.